Hello and welcome to Smart Pill, a podcast where each episode delivers concentrated knowledge on one specific topic. The podcast is brought to you by the WHRO Emerging Leaders Board, a diverse group of young professionals who are passionate about bringing public media to a millennial generation. I'm your host, Ryan McIntyre, and you're listening to one of our in between episodes, this time, Speed Dating with the Emerging Leaders Board. You've been taking your Smart Pill for several months now, so we wanted you to meet Emily, Louie, Leslie, Keith, and me, just a few of the people that make this podcast possible. There are a lot of podcasts out there, and finding the one perfect for you can be daunting. So let us help. Uh, why don't we start off nice and easy with okay. what is your name and your profession? My name is Dr. Emily Eddins Roundtree, and my profession is I get to lead the uh, service learning initiative at Old Dominion University as the assistant director of the Office of Leadership and Student Involvement. All right, you are correct. That is uh, exactly what you are. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. All right, fantastic. <laughs> um, what would you say your favorite public radio or public television program is, right? I am a long time fan of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I <laughs> listen to it almost every week. That in This American Life, I also really love been watching a lot of Call the Midwife lately from PBS. It's a BBC show that's on sometimes and I I really like the nature show on PBS as well. Uh, so who would win in a fight between Joshua Johnson of 1A or Terry Gross from Fresh Air? Terry Gross. <laughs> <laughs> she is a wonderful, no smart, smart woman. I, every time she gives an interview, I'm like, how in the world do you, are you so prepared for each and every day of her interview. It's insane. What do you like to do for fun? I like to hike with my dog and my husband and my friends. I spend a lot of time outdoors as much as I can. I knit and I enjoy I enjoy knitting quite a bit. Uh, what is the ELB? What is the Emerging Leaders Board? And then more specifically, like what is it to you? What do you get out of it? What do you uh, love about it? The Emerging Leaders Board is a group of young people that uh, WHRO brought in to better connect the younger audiences to the station and to public media and better connect with them and have kind of that engagement that I guess was lacking before. They um, The Emerging Leaders Board has really me meant a lot to me. I joined and I wanted to join because NPR and PBS have been a big part of my life. I grew up listening to NPR in my dad's car, and he always called me and said, you know, you need to turn on Nova right now. They're talking about fill in the blank, and it's always just been a, a constant in my life, and so I wanted to be able to be a part of it and contribute to it and um, meet other young people like myself that are really into public media and kind of being interested in public media as well. What is, what's your current, like, favorite uh, pop culture guilty pleasure? Grey's Anatomy. Grey's I, I I have been watching that show for 13 years. I, it's crazy. My wife listen, watches it in the other room. Like, <laughs> that is my exposure to most Shondaland. What is it that you love most about WHRO, just our nice local NPR affiliate? So I've lived in the Hampton Roads area for a little over four years now, almost four and a half. And I, when I first moved here, obviously when I moved to a place, I turned the radio to NPR and then it generally doesn't move. And I heard Paul Screw's 
radio show and I came home and I talked to my partner and I was like, oh my gosh, I just heard this radio show with music that I really identify with and really like and we don't we don't usually hear that on other NPR stations. And so then I got more acquainted and got to know shows like Kathy Lewis and Barbara Hamley's Another View and really, really started to connect and really love the quality of of the NPR programming here. I mean, we I've lived in many other cities and it's it is a, at another level that than a lot of other places. Uh, what is the most millennial thing that you have ever done? Knitting at a brewery. Yeah, that's that's pretty. Yeah, that's right there. So then I think uh, one of the best things, other than knowing that you are a part of what makes this podcast happen and a member of the ELB, the Emerging Leaders Board, why should folks listen to Smart Pill? What are they going to get out of this mm. podcast? I think they're going to get a different perspective of um, WHRO and and NPR. I love that it's just a collective group of young young professionals and young people that are really interested in making something something different and giving our perspective on really big, important issues that are happening around our community. Okay, my name is Louie, and I am an accountant. It's a noble profession. It's a count no. is in your title. It depends on the person, <laughs> I think. I know some sketchy accountants. What is your favorite public radio or public television program that's on right now? The Splendid Table or America's Test Kitchen. Do you you cook a lot at home? I don't. I think I just like the idea of cooking. (laughs) Was there a horrible accident that you don't cook anymore? Um, (laughs) I think the worst accident I had was probably a pretty nasty oven burn from pulling a pizza out. But I think (laughs) (laughs) maybe we'll still get cooking. Uh, Most important question we've got tonight. Who would win in a fight between Joshua Johnson of 1A or Terry Gross from Fresh Air? It would be Joshua Johnson, I think, hands down. <laughs> really? Yeah, he just looks kind of built. <laughs> yeah. That's not, you're not, you're not wrong. So when you're not working for the Emerging Leaders Board or doing very, very serious uh, journalism and podcasts like this one, mm-hmm. uh, what do you like to do for fun? I, not cooking. Um, <laughs> I probably like, I like to read. I, I like video games, play a lot of video games. I binge watching TV, being an internet troll. <laughs> things like that what's your what what game are you playing right now what do you enjoy i am currently playing skyrim it's the nintendo switch port and oh, okay. so i can take it wherever i want what is the elb the emerging leaders board like how do you describe it in maybe an elevator pitch to somebody but then also more importantly what is it to you what do you get out of it and what what do you love about it so i i used to be heavily involved in nonprofits. I used to work for a little nonprofit that served the gay community and people that were infected or affected by HIV. And then from there, moved on to a nonprofit that worked with extreme poverty in Nicaragua. Then I kind of went to the dark side and went to corporate world. And so there's been a longing for nonprofit work. And so connecting with WHO has been that outlet for me. I would say that the Emerging Leaders Board is, is not quite as nebulous as it used to be but really just a, a group of people who I think are, for one, either PBS or NPR nerds and who really get along and we're just trying to find some vehicle for action. And I think that's what the Emerging Leaders Board became. And so it's really become a group of, I think, really good friends that I've been able to work for for free, I think, <laughs> for, <laughs> um, for issues that are really important to us in our, in our age group.
Right now, what is your current favorite pop culture guilty pleasure? I wouldn't say I feel guilty about a lot of things, but RuPaul's Drag Race is probably one of my favorite things. I guess depending on the circle that you're in, it could be considered taboo, but I don't love to have an ELB RuPaul's Drag Race uh, viewing party, I think. What is it about WHRO, sort of our, our local NPR? What is it that you love about the station? What do they do for us, for the community, for you? I think that the topics that WHRO addresses are important to me, and I think they do it in a way that's objective and feels like I'm not getting bias. It feels like stories that come out of PBS or NPR, when you're hearing them, also tend to focus on the human aspect versus when you're looking at a regular news story, it's a little bit more informational. And so it gives it a little bit more flavor, I think, to, to the stories you're hearing. What is the most millennial thing that you have done? Would probably be selling tickets to our murder mystery show at a local brewery. I think felt very millennial to me. There was food trucks in the background and hipsters and all that kind of stuff. Is that the first answer <laughs> I've gotten that involves breweries? Yeah. So I think we're doing something right. Other than getting to hear uh, from yourself and all of that kind of fun stuff, what why should people listen to this podcast? What are they going to get out of it? Why are they going to love it? I think that it's exciting. I think it's a different kind of upcoming way to consume media is through podcasts. I think there's a little bit of a trendy component to it, but I, I think that it delivers topics that are pretty specific to a group, but also broad enough that other people can kind of listen into it. But the topics that we are working on are, are typically hot topics that I think can feed into normal conversations that you're having with people, coworkers, kind of those water cooler conversations and tend to be pretty educational in, in kind of a different way. I'm Leslie Clements, and I'm the Special Projects Coordinator at the Virginia Aquarium and Marine Science Center. So do you get to like put together the field trips for children to come see the fish, or do you put together special projects for the fish? So we have a really great education department, but they handle a lot of the things that fall under a traditional educational purview, I get the weird stuff. So I get the fun programs like the Sensible Seafood Program. I get all of the different sort of extra projects. Anything that's sort of out of the traditional educational purview, I get to field. At Sensible Seafood, that's in Hampton Roads, we sort of have a green approach to serving seafood? Yes. So our mission is to promote seafood that makes sense for a healthy marine environment. That sounds really cool. And we've had quite the rebound of our oyster population. So I guess it's working. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And oysters are our best choice. They're most sustainable. Right now, currently, what is your favorite public radio or public television program that's on? I love Masterpiece. Give me the stories. Give me give me Little Women. Give me like Masterpiece Mystery. Give like I want the stories. I want the old timey stuff. Bonnet dramas. I have no shame. I'm surprised that we still have them to watch. Well, like how many how many little women are there? There are still four in our hearts and <laughs> <in> our <laughs> in our hearts and in our minds and in our stories and on our television. Yes. So the most important question I'm going to ask, I would really love to know your opinion on who would win in a fight between Joshua Johnson of 1A or Terry Gross from Fresh Air. It would have to be Terry Gross. Well, there we go. I got to I got to go with the ladies. And I also have to say that she probably actually wouldn't. It would be a verbal fight. It would be a fight of wits, and she would win. There we go. She would just keep asking him questions until he caved. And, and Terry Gross takes the lead? 
when you are not working for the Emerging Leaders Board or doing really important podcasts like this one, what is it you like to do for fun? I am a knitter as well. In addition to Emily, I also write. Uh, I'm working on a fantasy novel and some other science fiction fantasy. So I'm a huge nerd. I go to Comic-Con every year. Like, bring it. Do you go to the the local, the Hampton or the Tidewater Comic-Cons? I have gone to those, but I do go to San Diego every year to Comic-Con International because I'm a huge nerd. What is your most like geeked out, oh my God, I don't believe I got to meet you San Diego Comic-Con story? I got to go to a pa- I didn't get to meet him, but I got to go to a panel with Ronald D. Moore. And I was like, you guys, you guys, you guys, Battlestar Galactica, you guys. <laughs> That is absolutely. I kind of had to fan myself. Star Trek: Next Generation. Well, had the vapors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. So the Emerging Leaders Board that you and I are both a part of it. What is it like? How do you describe it to other people? And then more importantly, what is it to you? Well, the twee answer would be millennials trying to make a difference through arts and culture by helping WHRO. I mean, we're, those we're, are really good Ira Glass. Yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you. I mean, you know, we're we're a bunch of young people who are trying to find footing and trying to help again through arts and culture bring a younger audience in, but also bring uh, what WHRO already offers to a wider audience in Hampton Roads. What is it that you love most about WHRO, our our local NPR station? The nerddom that comes together. You know, I'm all about Comic-Con and I'm all about, I especially love science fiction and fantasy or historical. And I think everybody has their piece of WHRO that they really love. And so we get together and we get really nerdy with that stuff. That's on a kind of dirty, but, <laughs> but it's true. We, it's not, it's we not get your to, parents NPR. It's yeah, fine. It's yeah. okay. We get it's, to nerd, we get to nerd out a little bit. Other than getting to listen to you, which is really reason enough, why should people listen to Smart Pill? What are they going to love about this show? Even though it is a local podcast, it's it's not just a local podcast. We have local issues that have uh, broader wake in the world. And so we really want to bring that to the fore. So even if you're not in Hampton Roads now or never were, there's still something here for you. Again, we're bringing all the nerds together. And I do believe I was informed right before we walked into the studio that now we get to switch chairs and I have to do this? Yeah. Ryan, tell us your name and your profession. Yeah, well, it's Ryan. You got that one right. That was fantastic. Nailed it. Uh, I am a professor at Old Dominion University. I teach communications and theater. And I'm a giant nerd that gets to make episodes online and people like them and watch them. So that's fun, too. Are you styling yourself after anyone in particular when you do host the Smart Pill podcast? I really, I really admire and look up to what Joshua Johnson does on 1A. He has very intelligent conversations. He clearly does his homework ahead of time, but he also talks to people like they are people. He doesn't talk down to his audience. You feel smarter after you've listened to it. And I think Kai Rizdahl does something very similar. And I try to throw a little bit of Peter Sagal in there every once in a while. But, you know, I, I, I try to do what I do and make the person on the other side of the table feel comfortable. Who would win in a fight? Joshua Johnson from 1A or Terry Gross from Fresh Air? 
I've got, to, I've got to go with the Terry Gross camp for two reasons. One, I think that Joshua Johnson is a gentleman, and he wouldn't throw a punch. And I also think that Terry Gross is a scrapper, and she'd throw him bows. Kind of differing ideas about how this fight is going to go down. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. But I, I think right. at the end of the day, we both know that Terry Gross is the one that's walking away with the belt. What is the Emerging Leaders Board? The, the Emerging Leaders Board is a group of folks my age who think that Public radio is a very powerful tool and needs to be used by people that are younger and a little less affluent. And I'll leave it at that be because it, it's a powerful tool. And I'm not talking about just social justice stuff. I, I think that it's, it's something that got into neighborhoods and it captured a national zeitgeist as well as a local zeitgeist and that it still can if our voices are a part of it and we're two, almost three dozen people now, and we're working to make our voices heard. And I think that's important. I think it's important work. What's your favorite thing you've done with the Emerging Leaders Board? The most enjoyable thing that I've gotten to do is I was given the opportunity and the privilege and the honor to host a salon series. And it's based off of this sort of enlightenment turn of the century, turn of two centuries ago, uh, salon idea of get a group of people in a room and, and talk intelligently about a certain topic. And so we did that and we talked about comic books. <laughs> uh, we, we talked about comics and geekdom and all of this kind of stuff. And we brought in um, a diverse crowd. We, we brought in uh, a, a woman who runs a web series and is a is a dungeon master for Dungeons and Dragons. We brought in uh, Phil Adango, who is a professional cosplayer. We brought in uh, someone who does digital art and plays Street Fighter and other um, fighting video games. And they talked about how they got into what they're into. And it was just this really awesome story from three different people. And and it was human and it was touchy and it was heartfelt and they, they and it was a very, very honest and very raw conversation. And we filled the lobby of a of a theater with lots of people, some of which I were very surprised to see there, their age demographic, <laughs> to put it politely. And everyone had such a good time. And so that was one of the most that was one of the funnest things that I got to do and getting, getting to head that or, or be a part of uh, the two heads. I don't know why I'm talking about like you headed it with me. Um, <laughs> there was a really cool lady who helped you with that. Yes. There was. Oh, uh, yeah. But I was given that assignment. My first meeting joining people just looked and said, you seem passionate and we feel like we can trust you. So here, go do this, make this thing happen. And that was a really cool experience. What is your favorite WHRO program? I, I will say the one that I never miss is another view because that other view is not my view. You know, uh, my, my background and my um, racial identity and all that kind of stuff. Another view isn't quote unquote for me, but I, I love it and I listen to it. And I think it's an important one to listen to um, because it's not mine. And I just kind of want to be like, I, I want to have an understanding of what's going on. And also... Sounds really, really uh, pandering. I listen to that show, and I don't always agree. There's one guest that Barbara Hamley always has on who always yells, and he always overtalks women, and he always has a really aggressive stance, and I, I really kind of can't stand listening to that, that one person. 
but I always like to listen to that show because it challenges me. And I think that that's something that people need to do is allow themselves to be challenged, allow themselves to be offended, allow themselves to be uncomfortable. And uh, Barbara Hamley does that with exquisite grace. And I know this is your interview, but I do want to be Barbara Hamley when I grow up, just yeah, for the record. That I, everyone does. That is recorded. Well, and what do you want people to get from the, the podcast, especially as its host? What I want people to get from the podcast is that we are talking about things that are important and we have important things to say. And they're not the most important thing. I'm not that narcissistic about myself or, or the show. We're not talking about the most important thing, but we are talking about important things and things that might matter to you or might matter to you at the end of the 30 minutes. And I want listeners to tune in and continue to tune in and continue to download and continue to listen because they hear other voices that echo their own. Because I think seeing yourself and hearing yourself and in whatever media it is, finding that representation is one of the most important things that we can have. And whether that representation comes across gender identities or race or economic backgrounds or age, I think Smart Pill is going to check all those boxes. So you guys are going to have a special treat because we're talking to the co-creator of the podcast. My name is Keith Saunders. I work as a marketing consultant for startups and small businesses. I don't, I've never understood what a consultant does other than like just consult. <laughs> but like someone calls you up and says, Keith, I want to give you a lot of money. Come in and do this. And apparently I'm from the 1920s. Like, what do you do for the next PayPal, for the next startup that's, that's just getting their feet wet? So let's say typically somebody comes in and has an issue with finding customers. And I would help to diagnose their issues and I'll help them with a little marketing strategy such as, you know, you should use this social media. Now you work, I've, I, we've, we've been there, I've been there before. We've recorded a little bit there. You work in this really <laughs> such cool. A, it's such an odd thing to be on this side. I, <laughs> I, fun? I, I so much prefer being, being back there and <laughs> being not being the on the hot seat and stuff booth. like that. This yeah, is, yeah. I, just, I want everyone listening to this to know how much fun this is for me. Keith is usually in the production booth and he's giving me thumbs ups or thumbs down or telling me to do something over again. And now I have him at the table. Thumbs down. You work at a really cool place where you essentially like you you lease an office with lots of other folks and a lot of it, a lot of it is sort of startup work and things like that what's that type of environment like and how how does that fit into the idea of the way millennials are working i work at the odu innovation center and it's a co-working space and there are many different businesses solopreneurs and also three to four person companies as well and increasingly, m more millennials, younger folks, are working in that fashion, where there's a lot more project work these days as opposed to working for one company for like 10 years you know, straight. So it's, it's just the way of the world these days. I mean, there's just a lot more uh, project-based work. What are the freedoms that you think that that affords? And then what is it that we, as a millennial workforce are missing out on, losing out on in that type of world? I don't think there's anything that millennials are, are losing out on by not working for one company for 10, 15 years. I don't think there's anything they're, they're missing. I think it's just the way society has changed. And it's, I don't think it's a good or bad thing. 
what is your favorite public radio or public television program that's on right now that you enjoy? I love Morning Edition, and it's just one of those things that I listen to every single morning just to make sure that I'm on top of what's going on in the world. The most important question that I've asked anybody, uh, who would win in a fight between Terry Gross of Fresh Air or Joshua Johnson from 1A? And it is, it is Terry Gross. Terry Gross has three. Joshua has one. So what, what camp are you in? Like, like one of the previous guests said, I don't think they would ever fight. It, it would be a verbal fight. It would be a tiff. That would be the fight. And it would be a draw, I think. When you are not on the Emerging Leaders Board and doing podcasts, what is it that you like to do for fun? I do a little bit of fiction writing, or I, I want to be fiction writing and uh, want to be screenplay writing. So right now I'm working on actually a graphic novel, more in the research phase, and dabbling with a screenplay pilot. What is the Emerging Leaders Board? What's your your elevator pitch for it? But more importantly, what is it to you? What do you get out of it? and What do you uh, put into it? Hmm. The Emerging Leaders Board is just a group of, of young folks who nerd out on NPR and public media. And they love to be entertained, uh, but also learn something at the same time. And I love being around folks like that that's the kind of person i am i like to be entertained but i like to learn a little something i don't i don't want it to be all fun all cotton candy i like to be a little nutri nutritious as well what is your current sort of pop culture guilty pleasure the thing that you uh shame or no uh just absolutely can't get enough of i'll just name something that i was watching last night westworld it's really cool i love it i like sci-fi in particular just because sci-fi is about ideas and I love, I love how Westworld, the, the, the grandeur of, of that world that they've created there. Uh, what is it about WHRO, our channel, um, or our television affiliate that, that you love, that they do that's unique? I love, they make me smarter. Let's just put it that way. And with Kathy Lewis and Another View, they make me smarter about things in this area, in the Hampton Roads area. What would you say is the most millennial thing that you have done? I don't like falling in categories, um, quite frankly. I think I think uh, not putting... And I, I could go deeper with that. Telling an authority figure not to label you might be a pretty millennial thing to be able to do. No, because as a black man, there's many different labels. As I was growing up, I was... There oh, that's many a sound like... No, I mean, <laughs> there are many different labels that were placed on me. And so in general, I... Or, or expectations to be this or be that. Never been the biggest fan of, of labels, per se. Why... Why should people listen to Smart Pill? What are they going to get out of this that they're not going to get from a different podcast? Uh, what's unique about us? Why should people download and subscribe and rate and leave comments? Let's say we have 20 to 30 minute episodes. I like the notion that let's say you're going to a sea level rise event and you know don't know that much about sea level rise and you're like, oh, well, my, my spouse, significant other invited me to this and I'm just tagging along. And you're going thinking, I know nothing about this topic. And you could push play on your drive to the actual event and learn quite a bit about sea level rise and be able to have a, a few intelligent things to talk about when you're at that sea level rise party. And I think that's why I like Smart Pill. It was really fun to get you on this side of the table. Uh, it's <laughs> torture. Well, folks, you've taken your smart pill and you're better for it. 
Smart Pill is brought to you by the WHRO Emerging Leaders Board, a diverse group of young professionals in their 20s and 30s who believe in the power of public media to make their voices heard. The podcast is recorded in conjunction with the Emerging Talks event series, bringing critical information and important conversations to people in Hampton Roads and across the country. Our producers are Keith Saunders, Ryan McIntyre, Truly Matthews, and Leslie Clements, and is produced in association with WHRO. Sound recording and technical assistance is by Victor Bowen. A special thanks to the WHRO Director of Community Engagement, Nancy Rogan, and the WHRO Marketing Department. On behalf of the Emerging Leaders Board, I'm your host, Ryan McIntyre, and I'll talk to you again when it's time to take your smart pill.